Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Today is September 1st. Can you believe it? Where has the time gone? This summer flew by. I started homeschool, all three on Monday, and I thought today was a great title because I'm going to preach to myself today. <laughs> because let me tell you, adding three to the homeschooling mix was and is interesting. And we're already in day three. Um, they are wonderful kids and I love it. And I still encourage you to homeschool. It's just going to be all about focusing, all about focusing, all about um, balancing this. And so it always takes a little bit of time to figure it out. Uh, But we're getting into the swing of things. But, oh, Amber said, yeah, we started today. It's going to go great. You're going to have a fantastic year, Amber. And I'm really excited that you're doing it. Really proud of you. Um, So that's so awesome. I love your kids so much. Uh, Jessica, keep believing God will make a way for you to do it. Nothing is impossible. We can't just look at that towards a healing or towards, you know, something as an increase in our life. If it's the smallest thing, he cares about it. If it's something you want to do, then you know what? Start praying. Start saying, Lord, this is a care of mine. It says, cast your cares to him and he'll care for you. So, Lord, this is a care that I have. And, um, you know, you might be the only one bringing in the income or you might be someone who you have to have two uh, incomes to make it work right now. But you know what? God is not surprised. God sees what you want to do. He sees the desire of your heart and he will make a way. He'll give you a God idea for you to be able to do something at home. You know, I just I just want you to look at it as there's nothing impossible that he can't do for you and he sees your heart and he sees your desire and I believe he's going to make a way for you to be able to do it because you know what the Lord wants your kids home with you just as much as you want them home with you he wants his children you know your kids are also his children and so he wants them to be home with their mama just like you do Caitlin says this week has been hard we're in week four I'm ready to start I don't know what the rest of the message says. (laughs) I'm ready to start fresh Monday. Yep. Yes, I feel you on that one. Uh, It is a lot, you know, and and I'm getting ready to come here on the afternoons two days a week and all the other work that we have going on and um, balancing all different grades, seventh, third, and kindergarten. So it is a lot. Uh, It is something that we um, have to stay focused on. And so that's exactly what I'm going to deal with today, filtering our focus, because we're always going to focus on something, right? We're always going to focus on something. But what direction is our focus in? Which was funny, because as I was um, writing notes on this this morning and looking up some things, I needed God to help me focus because... (laughs) I woke up even extra early today knowing that I had the broadcast. So I was like, Lord, I'm going to wake up extra early before the kids wake. Well, the one morning my kids decide, hey, I want to wake up extra early and start school, which, you know, it's like I I want them to because then we're done earlier. But then I also was like, oh, man, my quiet morning. This was my time to read and focus and, you know, get a a word uh, for the broadcast. But I was able to do it. I filtered my focus. Uh, So anyway, before I get into it, just wanted to announce that, yes, it is September 1st. Um, We still dress like this in Florida along with, um, oh no, they say no white jeans after Labor Day, right? Well, that doesn't count here in Florida. You can wear white anytime because right now it's currently 97 degrees outside and it's so hot. So it's, it's not really feeling like fall for us, so I'm still wearing tanks. Uh, because it is so warm but I know up north it's probably starting to change for some of you guys Uh, but I still will be making chili soon and still will be um, putting out my pumpkins and decorations soon I'm excited about it I like I like to decorate for fall but it's September 1st and it's a Wednesday so what does Wednesday mean it means that Miracle Word Kids (coughs) Miracle Word Kids uh, Bible study and the new video comes out today Alex and Madeline talk on the subject of worship. They are dealing with 
what does worship look like? Does it just have to be singing or is an act of worship uh, reading your Bible? Is it talking to God in prayer and thanking him and magnifying his name? You know, so it's a different aspects of what uh, worship looks like, what the Bible says about worship, that we were created to do it, that that is something that the Lord expects out of us. Uh, so get it today at MiracleWordKids.com or if you have the app, it's for free. Search Miracle Word. All the kids stuff is in there. But that's what they're talking about because in the Bible study, I make mention how the Word of God says that, you know, if you're not going to worship me, you're not going to praise me, you're not going to exalt my name, something's going to the rocks, uh, nature. So we have to make sure uh, that we declare, never will a rock cry out in my place. It's always going to be us magnifying, worshiping, and um, speaking to the Lord and giving Him praise and honor that is absolutely due to Him. So make sure, um, yeah, Deborah, go ahead and we'll, we'll get the replay and we also will put it up on the podcast. Uh, so make sure you get it for your kids. Uh, have them watch it, print out the Bible study, be a part of it, get um, the, uh, the, the memory verse that we're doing for the week and get the Word of God filled up in your children. Um, I'll also make mention up here up front, I'm getting ready to come to Fitchburg, Massachusetts, getting ready to do a women's conference there at Crossroads Community Church with Pastor Jessica Tomes and the ladies there. Um, it is September 18th, it is a Saturday. Uh, it does say 8.30 to 3.30 because we got a whole bunch of stuff we're doing for the day. We're doing question and an answer panel. We've got a lunch. We have um, preaching and time in the word. And we are leaving, I'm telling you, we're leaving on a whole other level of stirred up because uh, we're not going to uh, sit around and be mopey and cry and, you know, and, and none of that is bad as long as we don't stay in that state. We want to feel our faith rise to new levels. We want to feel a strength on the Word of God, a strength. You know, we're there together. And in unity, there's a strength. When there's numbers, there's a strength. And so I encourage you to get there because it's going to feel strong in the room. It's going to feel strong all day long. I'm excited to sit with Pastor Jessica Tomes. She's a dear friend of mine and uh, do this ministry together. Um, and then later in the afternoon, I'm going to preach and we're going to have a great time. So I'm so excited. It's free registration. I believe they're closing the registration on September 7th. Um, but just keep an eye on that and um, get somebody there. Get somebody there because um, they're not going to leave the same. That's not the goal. When the church doors are open and there's a service or there's a broadcast going, nobody should be um, leaving uh, feeling the same or worse than they did listening or coming to. So we're going to have a great time together. It's going to be a wonderful faith building time. So I encourage you to get there, get your friends there, get people there. It's absolutely free, which is, which is, Amazing. What a blessing that a church is having an all-day event and it's free. So make sure you are there. Um, okay, so we're going to get into today. We're going to get into um, filtering your focus. You've got to filter your focus. Susan, I would love to see you. So if you can make it happen, make it happen. Um, filtering your focus. Wow, that's a <laughs> very close shot of me. That I was not expecting. Are we trying to like really like filter? I don't remember being this close when Maddie ran the broadcast last week. I'm sorry. It just took me by surprise. It's like there's Carolyn and there's Carolyn now. So it's a little, it's a little startling. I, this, is this how close Ted does it? Holy cow. He really likes to see himself. Anyway. All right. Here I am, folks. I'm caressing your face. Put your hands against your camera right now on iPad. Are we, can you feel it? Can you feel me? Okay. <laughs> she said that's what it is. 
<laughs> just took me by surprise. I didn't know she zoomed in so much. So when she did that camera switch, hello, it's Carolyn. Okay, so we're going to filter our focus. There's two directions that our focus is gonna go. There's, there's two directions. And I started thinking this because drastically has my um, uh, schedule, routine, I don't even know what I have, whatever, my days have changed. They have changed. And that was just a moment of a weekend. Okay, so for summer, you know, your kids are home. It's really a free day. They sleep in. You know, I was getting up. I had my mornings to myself. I didn't have to try to do anything, you know, at a time frame, though I'm kind of like that anyway when I'm home, but at a time frame because it was like, well, I don't have to start anyone for school. I don't have to, you know, do this. We kind of all have our own time frame. And so, you know, you got a little more time to spend with the Lord. You got a little more time to, to pray. You have a little more time to write out stuff and get things done. And then, bam, school has come back. Um, maybe you have a new job. Maybe you have moved, and you, so you're dealing with different things like that. And so this is a season where it's all of a sudden I feel like our um, focus can be skewed. And so then we start to pull the reins back. But what do we pull the reins back on? Are we pulling it on our daily activities? No, right? You have kids. So then what happens when school starts? Not only school starts, uh, sports start, um, extracurricular activities. There's things you want to do. You're like, okay, this is my summer. I'm doing this. Um, when when um, you know school starts, then I, I want to start taking these workout classes or I want to start doing this. So everyone starts, something happens like when the fall starts and summer's over, everyone all of a sudden wants to, wants to start doing all these different things, and then you're pulled in all these directions. But it's funny because the other stuff never ends up taking a back burner. The other stuff never ends up, you know, it, well, I can't do this because this is what I usually do in the morning. Or, you know, it's always our focus on God. It's always our, um, our time with the Lord. It's always our prayer time. You know, our church has 6 a.m. prayer, and so lots of times when I'm off the road for a little bit of time in Ted's home, I can zip over to it while the kids are still sleeping, and so I'll try to do it. And so, you know, that this is just an example. When, uh, if I was home all the time, then you could be like, well, I did that in the summer because I could, you know, do whatever I want. I could sleep in. I could have this. I could have that. And um, then you're like, well, when school starts with the kids, you know, and then so things start to give way. Now we're not going to prayer anymore. Now we're not doing this. Uh, just an example. We have to make sure that we're filtering our focus correctly because that should never change. Our time with the Lord should never change. Our prayer life should never change. And in fact, everything should only be you know, ever increasing. There's things that I can do now that I couldn't necessarily do when I had a newborn. So I have to ever increase it. I have to, I have to go after it in a different way. I have more time now. I'm not, you know, my kids will survive if I'm, you know, busy for 30 minutes to an hour writing out, uh, you know, things that I have on my heart or, or things I want to speak on. You know, they're going to be okay. They're becoming more self-sufficient. So with every season, you do have to change, but you should be growing. Your focus on God should be growing. It shouldn't be, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sign up for this. I'm going to be a part of this PTA. My kids are going to go to sports here. I'm going to do this. So now I can't go to church on Wednesday. All of a sudden, we're pulling the brakes, we're pulling the reins, and, and something's got to give. And so we're not filtering our focus correctly. And... Um, I wrote down, a divided heart is a distracted heart. So you, you should write that in the comment section. A divided heart is a distracted heart. So if you are aiming to please God and your desire is all about pleasing God and putting him first in every activity, you won't have that divided feeling. You won't feel that tug, I'm going this way, I feel like I want to go this way. I'm having uh, trouble being able to balance both because we have to remember a divided heart is a distracted heart. 
So we're going to be able to have it all. That's one of the things I've always taught uh, when I started Nonstop Mom was, you know, society and the world will tell you you gotta pick and choose. You can't have your cake and eat it too, da 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 I, I disagree. I feel like having the word of God is an advantage and we can have it all. We can have it all, but we have to know how to balance it. We have to only do the things God asks us to do and not take on everything. The power of no. I did a broadcast on that a long time ago. Just because you know how to do something doesn't mean you're supposed to do something. We're not supposed to say yes to everything. Um, doors will open, but it doesn't mean we're to walk through them. You then have to pray, make a decision. Is this where the leading I'm supposed to do? Just because the door opens doesn't mean you're supposed to move forward in that way. So this is how we continue to uh, filter our focus here and stick with being, you know, focused on God, focused on his voice, focused what he has for you and um, and uh doing it in every decision, every activity, every thought that we have. Uh, what you magnify becomes your reality. So write that too. What you magnify becomes your reality. Because when you magnify, you're focused on something, right? You're focused, think about what you magnify. Um, if something bad comes your way, if you're somebody who's rooted and grounded in the Word of God and you know, listen, that's not what God says, that's not how my Heavenly Father operates, and you don't magnify it, and you don't give way into it, and you don't bring it to light, and you just deal with it by faith, and you deal with it in prayer, and you deal with it uh, because you are dressed in armor and ready to go, then, then it's going to stay small. Do you magnify fear? Are you magnifying family problems? Are you magnifying bad reports? Are you magnifying things about yourself that you're not happy with? Uh, natural things uh, that you do. Are you magnifying PTA meetings? Are you magnifying uh, what your kids are doing? Put, let, letting your kids' uh, hobbies and things do go first so it's causing you to skip church. It's causing you to skip out on things. Are you magnifying uh, you know, things at your job? So we have to take a second always to, to look at our day and be like, what are we magnifying? If we magnify the word of God, this is what's going to speak louder in our lives. It's like, a, uh, what are those things that you call? Isn't it like a magna something? No, <laughs> I'm not a magnifying glass. You don't speak into a magnifying megaphone. megaphone thank you. <laughs> Tiffany thought I was holding a magnifying glass, but I was actually holding a megaphone. Um, <laughs> they all said megaphone. Yes. So it magnifies your voice. It helps magnify it. So when we have the word of God, and this is the only thing that we're magnifying, that we're looking at, that's sticking out to us, that's telling us that we walk in healing, that's telling us that we have the gift of peace, if it's the thing that tells us how to be a good wife, we magnify the word of God, it's telling us how to raise our kids, then it's gonna be the loudest thing that we hear. Everything else is gonna be tuned out. So we're able to continue to focus. So when things come our way, because things will come our way, we live in a flesh body, flesh world, earth here, things are gonna come our way. The enemy will come to try to trip you up. You'll have just everyday little annoyances that try to trip you up. But when we magnify the thing that's supposed to be our focus, that's supposed to guide our life, then we're not going to have to worry about the little foxes spoiling the vine. We don't have to worry about uh, fear. We don't have to worry about what other people are scared of, what other people are dealing with. We're not going to have to worry about it because what we magnify is going to become your reality. Is you going to let your reality dictate to you or are you going to magnify the word of God and you dictate to your reality? This is how I'm going to live. This is how my kids are going to operate. This is how I'm going to have a good marriage. This is how I'm going to have a good job. 
Lord, you heard my cry. This is how I want to have it. I'm, I'm going to be the one that's going to speak and see what becomes my reality. And so I know that uh, we all have to juggle a lot of things, being a mom, having a job, being a business owner, d different things we have to juggle, many responsibility. And so it's easy, it's easy when we have to juggle a lot of things. Like I said, something always gets, the brakes get get pulled on and um, we become passive in our faith. And that isn't going to be us. It isn't going to be you because you're sitting here in the middle of the afternoon uh, listening to the word of God. But this is what happens if we don't filter our focus correctly. If we don't, there's always a fork in the road. You know, when you think about it, there is always a fork in the road. You always have to make a decision here, there, up, down, north, south, east, west. You're always going to have to Pick a decision. God's saying go this way. Other people are saying go this way. There's always a fork in the road. And so we don't want to become passive in our faith. Um, so in John 15, 5, I'm going to start. Uh, and I wrote down one of the ways is where you're going to create a routine for your daily life and you're going to stick with it. All right. You're going to put the focus on God. You're going to have consistent Bible time. You're going to have consistent, you know, if you got to listen to preaching on a podcast, faith comes by hearing. You know, I, I know what it feels like. If there comes times where I get too busy and my focus is not, you know, on the right thing, I feel it. Like, I actually feel drained. I feel, like, dried up. You know, like, there's nothing inside of me right now to give. And I don't mean, like, physically tired. I felt like that yesterday on a bike ride with my kids. I was so hungry, but we went on a bike ride and I was like, okay, when I get home, I'm starting dinner. <laughs> you, do can, you, do, you can feel physically um, tired, but uh, you also can feel spiritually that way too. And I know that feeling and I hate that feeling. Um, so you have to make time for the word of God. For me, I prefer mornings. You know, I'm, I am a morning person. I, I like to get up. I like to start my day a certain way. And uh, for me, nighttime and getting in bed and reading is not it. That's like my detox. That's like let the air out of the balloon. It's like, whew, here I am. I'm going to take a little bit of time. Might watch something. Might pop on an old movie that's like mindless and fall asleep. Um, you know, sometimes Ted will get in bed and he's reading something or, you know, he'll read something to me because he's kind of like, you know, <laughs> my teacher. So I just sit there and listen <laughs> and then I fall asleep. But, um, you know, th that's just for me. Morning times work for me. So you've got to figure out what works for you. Hey, it could be completely different. It could be right in the smack dab in the middle of the day. You have an opportunity to stop. But whatever your routine that you need to start to get into the Word of God. You're never going to go past a revelation that you have. Actually, you know what? That reminds me. I posted something today from Mark Hankins. Um, I love uh, Brother Mark Hankins. He's a powerful preacher. I love his wife. They're a great team. And I love that he put this today that I shared on Instagram, just saying that. Uh, reminded me of this. Every breakthrough in faith comes from a breakthrough in revelation. Okay, so every breakthrough in faith comes through a breakthrough in revelation. But how do you get revelation? You've got to get it from the Word of God. You've got to get it from the Word of God. So you're going to keep hitting a um, wall if you're not reading the Word of God. You're not doing consistent reading the Word of God. And you've got to make time. You've got to make time. So if something has to be let go, if something has to, um, you know, you got something you said yes to that you shouldn't have said yes to, and that's going to free up 30 minutes to an hour, hour and a half of your time, then nothing is more important than getting filled up with the Word of God. It is your fuel to keep you going. You guys know you your car won't go unless at least once a week, how much you're driving, you know, twice a week, you put gas in the car. If not, you're going to be stuck and you're only going to go as far as where the gas was done. Your car's there. 
that's as far as you're gonna go and you can't go anymore until you put more gas in it. So that's how you have to look at it. Be like, listen, I've gotta do this daily. I've got to put fuel inside of my spirit man, inside of my body to keep me going each day. I don't wanna stop. I don't wanna be left behind. I don't wanna get burnt out. You've got to make time for consistent reading of the Word of God. If not, your focus is going to get skewed. Your focus is going to go in the wrong direction. And like I said at the beginning, you're going to magnify something else. If you're not getting this inside of you, you won't magnify the right thing. Your focus won't be on what does God's Word say despite what I'm getting. No. It's going to say, whatever just came my way, I'm going to take it. I'm going to deal with it. And it is what it is. Guess it, I guess I, you know, they threw me lemons. I'm just going to make the best out of it. No, you can't look at life that way. You have to get into the word of God. So you've got to create a daily routine. In John 15, 5, it says, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. Isn't that amazing? You can ask for anything, anything, and it will be granted. But how? His words have to remain in you. You will have proper confession. You will have proper asking. You will have, pro you know, proper asking is not, oh Lord, if it's your will. No, you can find out his will. You can find out exactly what the Word of God says. You can find out that way. And so if His words are remaining in you, then He knows when they ask something, right? When uh, Aaron is asking something, when Jessica is asking, Lord, I really have a desire to homeschool my kids. When Amber's asking for something or Kaylin needs the Lord to answer her prayers. He says, I will grant anything you want because you know how to ask. My words, the proper words are remaining inside of you. So you're not, you're not asking by fear. You're not asking outside of faith. You're not asking wrongly. You have the words of God, the word of God and his spirit remaining in you. So you have to make sure you're Having proper Bible time each and every day, if not, your focus will be skewed. If not, your focus isn't going to be on the right thing. It's not going to be on the right thing. And like I said, a divided heart is a distracted heart. If you have your heart, if you have your desires, if you have your focus split too much between things, something's always going to give, and I always know what the first thing is. Yeah, I'm too tired. I can't. Church is Wednesday night. Well, we go on Sunday night, but you know, I'm tired. I, I, I my kid has, you know, basketball practice and he gets out at, at 615 and like, that's a lot. Like, can't we just go home and watch it online? And can't we just do this? No, you can't. You can't. You can't. You just can't. You can't do that. You have to push yourself harder. You have to push yourself more. You have to push yourself better to be than what everyone else out there is doing. Okay, I want to follow another person as a Christian who is going after it, right? Who is seeing results, who is fully focused on God and getting their airs, uh, uh, prayers answered. I want to see, follow someone who has miracles operating in their life. That is what points me to Jesus. That is something that's like, I want that. You guys need to be the Christian that other people are saying, I want that. I want what she has. I want it. I want the Jesus that she knows. The Jesus that's operating in her life, that's what I want. And so that is what you'll get when you have proper focus on the things of God and not letting everyday stuff, the change of the season, dull that down. Um, second, you need to make sure that you're in prayer every day. You know, you don't have to have a prayer closet to, um, 
<laughs> just pray to God. You don't have to have a set time where you're on your knees next to your bed. You don't have to, although those are nice times, so I'm, I'm not saying, you know, uh, making fun or that you shouldn't do it, but not everybody has that, you know. I literally uh, can go around the corner and it's like my kids know that mom has left the living room or whatever room I'm in. It's like a, a sixth sense that kids have. They just, when, when moms leave, forget about it. And so I can't always go off and do that, but there are times but it's not going to stop me from praying every day because prayer isn't just uh, pulling the heavens down violently and shouting in tongues the whole time. It's also talking. I have a relationship with my Heavenly Father. Sometimes I just talk to Him like I talk to Tiffany or Ted or my kids. I just have a normal conversation with the Lord. You know, I tell him how wonderful he is. I tell him how thankful I am. I tell him, you know, th thank th I thank him for everything every day. I mean, I list things all the time. And so I, I will tell, about, uh, tell Jesus about his goodness, about how he's done it before for so-and-so, and I know he's going to do it for me, or I've, I've seen his miracles. Um, you know, they're still for today. I talk about how wonderful his name is how he's so precious, how he's my healer, he's my deliverer. You know, there's nobody like him. He is the King of Kings. He is the Most High God. He's the only one that's alive. All the other gods are dead. There's no, no competition. No, no comp there's no competition. There's nobody else, so there, there can never be a competition. And so prayer is talking to your best friend talking to your heavenly father. And so you have to make sure it can be done in the car while you're dropping your kids off in the in, or picking them up in, in the, I guess they call it carpool lane or whatever, the pickup line. Uh, you know, when you're going to the grocery store. I, I, I will do it on, on my walk slash jogs because I don't run the whole time. It's a halfers. We're gonna go half on that. One day maybe I'll have the stamina to go the whole time, uh, but I, I don't <laughs> yet. <laughs> and so, you know, I'll do that. And I love having my earbuds in because sometimes I'll sing really loud and it's like, but I got earbuds in, so I'm not crazy. And you know, there's times where I will feel it. Like I'm ticked at the devil and I'm so thankful that I serve the God <laughs> that, that it has destroyed him, that took the keys. You know, I'm so thankful that I don't have to uh, be depressed. I'm so thankful that I get to walk in authority. I'm so thankful that I get to walk healed. I'm so thankful that uh, I'm blessed with the children that he's uh, given to me as gifts on this earth that I get to raise. You know, I'm so thankful that sometimes it just comes outside of me and I say it out loud on my walk, but I'm praying and I'm doing my workout, so I'm getting two birds with one stone. So you have to just be able to do it anytime throughout the day. Don't set yourself up for failure and be like, I've got to read this many chapters and I've got to pray this way and, and then something happens and interrupts that time. And then you're like discouraged about it and you're like, I just don't have time to focus at all. I don't have time to focus on God. I don't have time to focus. I'm just not even going to do this. Just forget it. I can't do devotion time. I'll just do it in like a year because I won't be in this stage in life with my kids or, you know, this business. I've just started this business. And who do you think gave you the business idea? Who do you think gave you the business? Who do you think gave you the brain to accomplish the business? So don't ever let a business that you're starting replace your devotion time. Don't ever, as soon as that starts to happen, y'all better pay attention because the, you want the hand of God on your business. So don't start something that God's given you an idea and then that's what takes the back burner to. Everything else should take the back burner. Um, so you've got to stay in prayer throughout the day, wherever it may be, whenever it may be, you need to have a daily conversation with your heavenly father. It's a must. This is a requirement. If you don't, 
you will not be focused on the right things. Things that you don't want to say will come out of your mouth, and I don't mean like just curse words. I mean like wrong confessions. Things that will go against the seed of faith, your belief that you've planted for. You will kill it. You will kill it. If you're not focused on the right thing, if you're not focused on the Word of God, if you're not focused on talking to Him every day, it's going to not end up well. It's going to kill your confession. So you need to make sure you are consistently spending time with the Lord and praying. Not when a crisis pops up. That's not when we get into prayer time. That's not when we decide, oh, I want a prayer life. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm glad that motivated you at the moment. But you know what? You wouldn't be in the crisis and you wouldn't have to deal with it. And you know what? There's lots of times you wouldn't even know that an, an attack was sent to destroy you because you're constantly uh, ready for battle by being uh, read up in the Word of God and by praying and spending time with the Lord. So it's something that is so vital every day for your life. Um, all right, so Matthew 14, 22. Matthew 14, 22, I'm not going to read the whole story because it's something that you guys know, but it's when Peter walked on the water. It says, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. He said, take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. He said, yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. You could take this passage and preach it all different ways, all different ways. But look what it says. I'm reading out of the NLT. But when he saw the strong wind and waves, he lost his focus there. He lost his focus on the word of God. The word was spoken to him. The word put out a, to me, I picture it when I read this and I picture Peter being told, come to me. It was like a cement came out of the Lord and it gave him a walkway to get to Jesus. But then when he saw other stuff, he got distracted. He got the winds and the storm. And, you know, so you have to think about that. What could be a distraction in your life? That's what I'm going to lead into next. What could be a distraction in your life? Here, there was a distraction. He saw the, the storm, the winds. Oh, my gosh, the, the waves. I'm going to die. This is not, you know, I didn't, didn't think this was going to happen. When I walked out, I just thought, boom. But there was an action part on Peter's behalf. He had to keep a focus. He saw something else and let the other thing he saw become his primary focus. He wasn't ready to do that. He, he stepped out on the word of God, not focused. And so that is what I'm dealing with today is we're going to get rid of distractions. We need to think about what is a distraction in my life now. Uh, and it doesn't have to be some big thing like a big sin. Well, sin is big all around. I didn't mean it like that. But a sin that's happening, you know, that's distracting you from going into the Word of God. You're feeling shame. I can't move forward. I can't get break free from this in my life. Uh, so why should I read the Bible? Well, you should read the Bible you, because you'll be free. Read the Bible so you can get free. Don't, don't get twisted the other way. You can't go to the presence of God because of my shame. No. You get in the presence of God and that shame goes away. You get in the presence of God and that addiction goes away. You get into the presence of God and what you fear goes away. So we don't need to think it that way. We need to flip our thinking. We need to get into the Word of God. We need to talk to our Heavenly Father. It's not like He doesn't see what you're doing. Nothing fools Him. And so what could be a distraction? Could it be simple watching too much TV, uh, binge watching, you know, they've made it so easy. They've got all these shows that come out on everything and it's taken away from when you could be praying, when you could be reading the word of God. And so what about this distraction? Friends, 
you know, not all our friends are bad, but I, I spoke on this last week. Are they flaming? Are they, they helping you flame the fire that's inside of you? Is their fire uh, lit so, you know, it helps, it makes it stronger? Or are you hanging around friends that don't believe the same way you believe? Uh, they talk bad about what your pastor preaches. Uh, you know, they're, 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 not, they're not the ones that you're trying to witness to because they shut it down. There's a difference. There's some friends you have in your life that aren't quite up to your level of faith, but you're in the process of teaching them and bringing them along. But not everyone wants to hear. There's some that's like, I'm good just the way I am. You know, but they'll talk bad about what you believe. They don't believe in healing. They don't believe in prosperity. They don't believe in the uh, word of God the way you believe. And that's a distraction because someone's going to get pulled and most likely it's you going in the wrong direction. We know what Amos 3.3 says. Amos 3.3 says, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? No. So if a distraction is a person in your life that's keeping you from your focus. You know, there's revival services going on in your your, uh, city right now and you wanna go to it. But then you got people that you hang out with that are like, oh, come on, you know what? They're there for five nights. What what big deal is it if you, you, um, you know, go one of the nights then all the nights? Well, no, it is a big deal because every night's different. God's going to work every night. And if you're, if you're believing for a miracle, you're believing for something, you should be in the presence of God. Why not? It builds your spirit, man. It builds your faith up. And so we have to get distractions out of our life, whether it be uh, something that's sin, something as simple as TV, something like friends, people that you're around. Um, it's, they're going to have to uh, be dealt with. It has to be dealt with. Because you have to be the one that says, nope, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm believing for. I've got to stay focused. I've got to run the race. I've got to finish. And I've got to get what I am seeking for from the Lord. And uh, dealing with this stuff, dealing with um, distractions, it keeps us from hearing the voice of the Lord. It keeps us from listening. You know, it says in uh, John, it says, uh, the sheep know my voice. Well, if you're so distracted, if you have so many things in your ear, if you have so many noises and being pulled, like anyone watching have multiple kids, or I have three kids and they can all get loud and talk to me at once. And so sometimes you're like, guys, can you just be quiet so I can think? So that's like the same thing, our distractions. You're like, listen, I'm trying to think here. I'm trying to hear my thought. And so that's like what we have to do for the Lord. <laughs> Liz has her hands up. You have to be able to shut everything else out because the, he said the sheep, that's us, know his voice. There's lots of times where he's speaking to us. He's not yelling at us. He's speaking to us. And if you're not able to hear his voice over all the other noise, all the uh, the other voices, all the other distractions, you're not gonna have the right focus. You're not gonna have the right focus at all. Um, And so you have to make sure that um, a divided heart is not a distracted heart because that is what will happen when we are not focused on the right voice the right sound will end up going a different direction. We'll end up going down a path, taking a step that God never asked you to do. He never called you to do that. And then um, things get a lot harder for us. And so the last thing I want to say is um, filtering your focus. (laughs) And I said this at the beginning was you have to preach to yourself. You're going to have to talk to yourself. You're going to have to take the word of God. And for me, hear it. Hear it. I've got to say it. You've got to confess the word of God. You've got to say, listen, this is what God says over my body. This is what God says over my mind. We have to remind our hearts, remind our minds who God is, 
what he has for me, what he has for my kids, what he has for my business, what he has for my life, what he has for my future. We have to preach to ourselves. You know, that's why I said, <laughs> let's talk to myself all day. I mean, that's what you have to do. Sometimes you're going to have to speak out and be like, no, I'm not crazy. I'm just, um, I, I feel a little doubtful in this situation, but you know what? This is what the word of God says about it. And so now I've heard it and it's grabbing into my spirit, man. And I'm able to uh, take that step and move forward. And so you have to uh, preach to yourself. You have to reject lies. Um, You have to cling to what God has said. Uh, and, and, And you know that and you will say the truth when a situation comes your way because of the first step that we did, which was um, reading the word of God and knowing what it says. We know it says in 1 Corinthians 4.13 that um, I believe, therefore I speak. I believe, therefore I speak. Um, And so you have to believe, you have to get filled with the word of God, get filled with the knowledge of it, and you also have to speak. That is what confession is all about. So that's why my last point today was preach to yourself. You've got to say that confession. Sometimes, you know, I came into the studio today a little bit early because I needed a little bit of peace and quiet. And I said that to Tiffany. I said, you know, it's kind of funny that I thought to speak on filtering your focus today. And I felt like my morning didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. And um, that it ended up being my topic because I had to filter my focus. I had to figure out what I had to let go. You know, there were some things in Teddy's class uh, because we start traveling again next week that I was trying to get ahead on. And I thought to myself, I could sit here a little longer. I could make him do it. You know, you have all this stuff. I could, and I said, you know what? But this is what's gonna happen. I'm going to push myself to feel more pressured. I'm going to get out of my peace. I could get snappy because now I'm pushing beyond where I already know that I need to. I need to get get situated for the broadcast. I need to clearly hear from God. I need to know what he wanted me to say today. I need to look up a few verses that were coming to my mind or push it and go this way because I wanted to, because I could. But you know what? I had to say, no, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to be focused. I have to know my limits. And so that's why I said preach to yourself, because, you know, the things I said today has to be a constant reminder for me as well. I have I can get so busy. I can. There's other things I want to do. I'm very like I don't sit much throughout the day unless I'm teaching. I'm very like boom, 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 boom till dinner. And so if I feel like I have to force myself to stop to do something, sometimes I I don't, it's an uncomfortable feeling for me. So when I have to filter my focus and be like, no, I have to start my day like this. Starting my day in the word of God, starting my time in prayer, just speaking to the Lord, telling him how thankful I am, telling him how good he is, sets the tone, sets the atmosphere, sets it for how I want my day to go, how I want my children in the atmosphere to feel, how I want my husband to start his day. And so, you know, how you do this, how you filter your focus doesn't just help your life. It does things for the people around you. It does things for other people that are in your atmosphere. So it's going to be beneficial to you to learn to focus and beneficial for other people around you. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for each and every person that is watching, that's listening on the replay. Thank you, Lord, that as we start a new season of this 2021, as we have changed things from going to summer for a freeload with our kids and fun that um, that's still transferred into the season, but we are focused. We're not going to pull the reins back on your word of God. We're going to press in like never before. We're going to have wisdom and revelation. We're going to go farther in the things of God. In the 
the fall of 2021, we're going to set faith goals. I encourage you to set faith goals. Set faith goals. I'm going higher in this. I'm going to know more about what the Word of God says over my life and my identity. I'm going to know more what, what God has for me on healing. I'm going to know more what God has for me in provision. Where does God want me to be right now? Does He want me to be in a different area? Am I supposed to move? Am I supposed to take this? Lord, this is going to be our season of completely focused on what you have for us that we are putting on the mind of Christ. When we put on the mind of Christ, we're able to make every right and good decision. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Thank you so much for uh, hanging with me. Thank you so much for spending time with me this afternoon. I appreciate it. I love you guys. Make sure that you write amen um, as the prayer has ended i know there's a slight delay because sometimes i see like everyone right afterwards when i'm when i'm talking but that's right melissa faith goals i encourage you get faith goals because it's going to uh put your focus on something when you have a goal you're ready to meet it when you're like i'm not there yet but i want to be there by this time this is something that I'm trying to work on within the Word of God, and I want to rise higher. God, you've given me uh, this idea by the, before the end of 2021. I want to see it come to pass. Lord, what are the steps that I have to take? What's the direction that you're calling me for? Because we're not going to be distracted. We're going to be wholeheartedly on what God has for us in this season. This is not a season that we uh, back down. I always say this when it comes to be fall. I love the chunky sweaters, though I don't get to wear them unless I go up north. But I love all I love the decorations. I love the feel of fall. I love it when the air starts to change. I love the smell of it. I, I just love it. I love everything about fall. And I never got to experience until I moved up north. So for 21 years of my life, I didn't know what seasons were. I knew hot and that was it. But after I've been able to experience fall living in Virginia Beach, I I love it. But I also know that we tend to kind of get in cruise control. We're like, well, you know, we did our stuff at the beginning of the year. We were so busy in the summer. We had our New Year's resolutions, but no, we got some time, guys. We have some time to bust out some major things that God has called you to do before the end of this year. Don't let up on the gas pedal. It's 2021, we're running in 2021. It wasn't for the first half of the year, it was for the whole year. So stay focused, filter your focus, magnify what you want to become your reality, and it's gonna come into your hands, it's gonna come to pass. I love you guys, and I'll see you on Friday at two o'clock. I have a special guest joining me, and um, I'm not gonna tell you, and you're just gonna have to see when we get started. See you Friday at 2 o'clock. Love you. Bye.